This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. By the book on BFM 89.9. Hello, everybody, and welcome to By the Book. I'm Lee Chui Lin, and joining me, as always, is my fellow enjoyer of books in all their forms, Sharmila Ganesan. Hello. So today, uh, we are talking about something that we haven't yet approached because we speak often about reading and books. Of course, uh, we've also spoken about the forms in which we get said books. But we haven't talked about audiobooks, which is a thing all on its own. Um, and joining us now to talk about that, we have our guest, Adi Faisal, who is from Nusantara Audiobooks. Um, Adi, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So um, I didn't introduce Nusantara properly because I thought I would save it for you. Um, tell us about sure. it. How did it start? What sort of audiobooks do you do? Sure. Um, well, I think Nusantara Audiobooks uh, began sometime around 2015, 2016. Uh, uh, just right after college. So when a, one of our partners returned to Malaysia studying in the States and then told us about the audiobook industry and how easy it was now that we could listen to books. So you could download the book straight to your phone and just go about your day. So you get to multitask. So something that I've never thought of uh, before. So, um, no, you know, these audiobook apps like Audible uh, were available in Malaysia but we've realized there weren't many local books, uh, not just from Malaysia, but from Southeast Asia itself. So we thought to ourselves, hey, that could be our niche. So we focus on producing locally within works from uh, great classics to new and upcoming ones in Malaysia and in Southeast Asia and publish it in our own platform. So not only this will be a good alternative platform for consuming our local books, but also a good uh effort or initiative to preserve our great literary works in digital formats and thus Nusantara audiobooks. So in general, what interested you um, when it comes to audiobooks, both as a reader and a listener as well as a creator? Sure. Um, personally, uh, what interests me to become an audiobook creator is that it's uh, relatively new here. And there were so many undiscovered opportunities that we could explore. So uh, there was no industry standards or benchmarks that we had to follow. So we had to set that standard, which was daunting, but exciting at the same time. Uh, another aspect of being a creator that appealed to me later on, uh, while we've already started our audiobook project, was the opportunity to uh, collaborate with talented narrators and voice actors. Uh, adding a new layer of interpretation and performance to the book. So we've worked with so many talented individuals, such as uh, uh, Lisa Surihani, Tony Yusof, uh, the late Adiba Noong, uh, Fisu, and so on. And seeing them at work firsthand, uh, seeing them truly embody uh, the voice of the book was an exciting thing uh, to experience. So it's what I enjoy the most about being the creator. Um, now, as a reader or listener, I think audiobooks uh, bring a more immersive and engaging experience compared to reading printed books. Uh, when we read books, we read with our own voice, but having a professional narrator who truly knows how to embody the voice of the book, bringing the characters and stories to life, can add depth and uh, uh, emotion to the narrative and perhaps a different interpretation or direction to the book. 
So um, you mentioned this just now, and I think you've covered part of it in your last answer. But if you were to make kind of a single argument for audiobooks, why should someone consider listening to a book rather than reading the written version? Ooh, um, I would say the the multitasking uh, side of audiobook. So you get to make use of your time more efficiently now. Uh, living in a world where it's so fast-paced right now, you have to commute, exercise, cook, work, doing household chores at the same time. So you might not have the time to you know just sit down at a corner somewhere, open up a book and read while sipping, your, sipping, sipping your coffee. So with an audiobook, you have that ability uh, to do all those activities and be able to enjoy your favorite book uh, at the same time. Now, Nusantara has a healthy selection in your library. This includes local works, biographies, translations. So tell us a little bit about what you've worked on and how you select what to produce. So um, before I continue, so we also work together closely with the Slango Public Library. So we are very uh, uh, humble with the fact that we had, uh, we had the public library to support our initiative. So we try to be inclusive when surveying what books to produce for the year. So when we choose our books that we want to produce, uh, we would try to choose in a way that would be beneficial, not just to be consumed, but again, for preservation purposes. And also, we also work with local and foreign publishers, getting their recommendation for what book we should prioritize with from their catalogs before considering others. And sometimes from the public as well. So once in a while, we would receive comments or DMs in our social media recommending what books we should produce next. And they will promise they will be the first one to buy them. So yeah, free marketing. And if I asked you to expand on that, um, what kind of relationships do you have within the local publishing industry? Um, who have been some of your main partners or collaborators? Um, firstly, of course, like I said, uh, Slango Public Library, they have been our number one fan since uh, 2017, 2018. Also, at the same time, uh, as we are working with the Slango Public Library, we became a part of the Slango Siri Pencerahan, uh, the Enlightenment series, where we try to promote uh, local, great lo local literary works. So our partner within the initiative is uh, Initiative Buku Daru Esan, or IBDE, as we would like to call it. So their task is to translate foreign words, and from there we will produce it into audiobooks. Uh, we also owe it to Ami Muhammad from Bukufisi, whose wisdom and guidance have uh, really helped us a lot in positioning ourselves properly uh, in the book industry. Especially, we are technically not a book company, more of an audiobook company. So we owe it a lot to Ami. And then some of our counterparts from Indonesia as well that we are very close uh, with, Balai Pustaka, who have always been there with us, recommending great Indonesian literary works, helping us to link local authors and publishers there as well. Uh, Gramedia from Indonesia, we also have worked together producing some of their books as well. And production purposes, uh, we work closely with a recording studio based in Putra Heights, Mulodia Recordings. So yeah, there have been a lot of people that have been working with us and we truly appreciate the experience so far. 
So that's local. You also mentioned uh, the Indonesian partnerships. I am curious, though, how um, or rather what the process is when you work on um, international publications, particularly the larger publishing houses. What's the relationship there? What's the process? Um, I want to say it wouldn't be, wouldn't have any difference. Uh, usually uh, the settings would be very professional. Uh, unlike here, locally, and also in, in, in Indonesia. So there will be a lot of uh, back and forth emails here and there. Uh, more, often, more often than not, we try to deal with their agents who either be based here in Malaysia or based in somewhere in Southeast Asia. And so far, the experience has been great. Um, again, in terms of the book industry, they are always open in recommending books. Um, that should be produced uh, in audiobooks within our catalog. They would go to the extent and try to understand what is the mission and vision and goals for at least uh, in this topic for Nusantara audiobooks. So yeah, the experience has been uh, nothing less but great. We're speaking today with Adi Faisal from Nusantara Audiobooks about the work that they do. And coming back, we are going to actually focus on exactly that, the work, because both of us are very curious about how audiobooks get made. Um, And that's what we'll return to. In the meantime, let us know, do you generally prefer reading reading? written works or have you become an audiobook convert? Uh, You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and of course tweet us at BFM Radio. Begin fun moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Buy the Book with Lynn and Sharmila. And our guest today is Adi Faisal from Nusantara Audiobooks, telling us about audiobooks themselves, of course. So, Adi, what... um, I want to know, what is the process of recording and producing an audiobook? Because we've talked about the partnerships, we've talked about the texts. Um, what are the nuts and bolts? Well, so basically, I think an easier way for you guys to envision how the production of audiobook works is uh, imagining like you planning to produce a film. So generally, the rule of thumb is when producing a film, uh, it's divided into three separate phases. So pre-production, production, and post-production. So it's similar within audiobooks, or at the very least, how we do it. So um, within the pre-production, we have book selection. Uh, we decide what kind of book that we want to produce first. Uh, that would suit within our timeline. And then once we've done that, um, we also have to do the, uh, the agreement phase together with the publishers to ensure that all the black and whites are settled. And then we try to get the script format from the publishers. If not, then we have to create the script. Once that is settled, we'll try to go uh, glance through the script, try to understand the mood, the feel, the voice of the book before we start considering casting and narrations. So once we've uh, identified who's our narrator, then we'll immediately go to the recording uh, recording phase. So studio setup, narration, sh- narration sessions, and then editing and post-production, should there be any changes uh, that we want to include. Uh, proving and quality control. Uh, once we've done all the recordings, we'll have to go through QC, see if there's any uh, mistakes. And of course, what's more important is the consistency of the voice or the enunciation. The mo- that is the most important part in an audiobook. So if you feel that the mood of that particular uh, script 
was off, then we would have to go uh, to re-recording again. And then once that is done, we'll do our mastering, and then we'll go straight to our post-production, which is distribution, which is straight to our platform, and marketing and promotion. Well, being marketing strategy and prominent to our social media, to our friends and families, and also to all our uh, partners that we work with. So that's basically the gist of it all. So what does make a good audiobook? What are the hallmarks of quality? Oof. Um, uh, I would say a skilled narration, a good, talented narrator um, who can capture the essence of the characters, evoke the emotion, and maintain consistency throughout the story is crucial. So Dato M. Nase, who narrated Sulalatu Salatin, uh, was, for me, the best in, in, in embodying the book, and he was perfect for the role. Uh, next, I would say proper pacing and timing, uh, maintains an appropriate tempo, ensuring that the narration doesn't feel rushed or dragging, Ensure the story's uh, rhythm uh, pauses effectively and maintains you know consistent pace that complements the narrative flow. Uh, emotional engagement is also another part that I look for for a good audiobook that uh, elicit emotional responses from listeners. Convey the emotions that we were supposed uh, that the book is supposed to portray, and. I think the last two, which will be uh, quite an important one, clear and intelligible narration, because you don't want to have an audiobook who, mum- who mumbles while reading. And lastly, audio production quality. So you could have a good narrator, you could have a good book, but if you have a very bad quality, it would not work. So those are some of my top five uh, good quality audiobooks. So, I mean, the importance of voice is something that you've returned to over and over again. And we work in radio, so I think this is something that we share. Yeah, uh, but I I guess I'm curious about how you think about choosing narrators then, considering, of course, those hallmarks of quality. But then I'm also wondering, um, what is the push and pull, for example, between choosing somebody with a well-known voice, um, you know, that people might be familiar with versus choosing somebody whose, uh, you know, face is less present for people in the public eye, that kind of thing. Regarding your last statement, yeah, it does play a role, but we don't really care that much. As long as you feel that your voice really suits the book that we're trying to produce, really embodies the emotion, the character that we're trying to produce, then we're all for it. So uh, on the list of the narratives that we work with, not all are uh, famous, famous actors or uh, voice actors. So we, at the beginning, when we started Nusantara Audible, we did open up... uh, uh, like a casting call for the general public to join. Um, yeah, and we didn't really mind. So then we did work with some of the few individuals that were uh, their first time as a narrator, as a voice actor through uh, uh, through this audio pro- audible project that we're doing. But yeah, um, we don't really mind. As long as you are able to enhance the narrative of the book, present a unique interpretation and performance perhaps that we were that I couldn't even see at the time conveying the nuances and the author's intent infusing the meaning to the words uh, convey the emotions oh and then a more important thing is being able to create uh, character differentiation in terms of the voices 
Uh, that is also important. So as long as you take all of that uh, in our books, we're good to go. Uh, we will be happy to work with you. What about when? What about when it comes to having writers read their own work? I mean, I imagine there are pros and cons to it. Could you talk us through that? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll talk just the pros because I don't want to get uh, uh, any feud with any writers that we've worked with. But just a joke. Uh, well, in one aspect, of course, they have a specific vision and interpretation of how or what kind of voice the book should have. So, as a producer, we do not really worry so much on the creative aspect of it, uh, at least on uh, uh, at least on uh, how we do things, because we wouldn't want to disturb the creative direction of the book. We didn't. We wouldn't want to waste our time just going back and forth, just trying to decide our creative direction. But at the same time, not all writers can read on a performative level. So it is our responsibility as an audiobook producer to try our best to identify a professional voice actor or voice actor in general to help bring that vision and interpretation of the writer's book to life as closely as possible. And that's basically the basis of being an audiobook producer. So, yeah. So, um, I want to talk about something else that's also quite specific because the price of buying new books is something that we talk about a lot on the show. Uh, and then that branches out into things like ebooks, traditional books, and now, yeah. of course, audio. Um, how do you think about the issue of pricing? What determines how much you charge for a volume or for a, for a book? So, yeah, so that's one aspect of audiobooks that we are trying to promote is that our cost to produce uh, uh, on an audiobook is generally lower than books. Therefore, the prices that we promote that we put on our audiobooks is generally cheaper. Uh, it's in general, audiobooks are thirty percent cheaper. So, so that's that's how we try to play around, try to promote our audiobooks. So, for audiobooks, we base um, relatively as same as any kind of uh, industry, I might say. We base on how much we charge, depending on how much it would cost for us to produce the book. And then we set a certain profit margin for the cost we incurred. It's just that I think what uh, audiobook can have an added advantage over books is that um, we're hoping that maybe once we've reached a certain number of books in our platform, we could start planning to change our model into a more subscription plan as this will be able to lower the burden of our customers, you know, Rather than buying per book, they are able to enjoy three books per month. So I think that is an added advantage upon, you know, uh, against traditional books. Have you been noticing an increase in interest when it comes to audiobooks? Is this something people are looking for? Um, yes, but not within the range that we are hoping for, which is fine. Um, we still feel that we are still young. So long. Uh, the interest is at a level that would put us in the capacity to still promote Audible Simulator, then we are happy enough. But we are hoping that hopefully uh, in the next few years, we will be able to uh, reach that goal that we're hoping for. And of the of the interest that you've seen, what kind of audiobooks are Malaysians most keen on? Based on 
uh, solely on Nusantara audiobooks. Uh, our highest selling books on our website are mainly philosophy and history. So currently, our top selling book is Sejarah Melayu or Sulalatu Salatin, narrated by Dato M. Nasir. And then Hikayah Hang Tuah, narrated by Wan Hanafisu. But generally, uh, most Malaysians uh, and all customers, uh, generally audiobook customers worldwide, uh, the number one audiobook genre that is all, that always comes up first uh, has always been self-help books. And then one of the reasons that we know is because listening to self-help books, especially with a more soft and calm voice as their narrative, create this uh, relaxing experience and easier experience to consume said audiobooks. So that is some of the instances that we also try to consider uh, implementing with the uh, audiobooks. So, yeah. What's next for Nusantara? Are there other genres or other sectors that you're looking to develop? Yes. Uh, yeah, we hope to provide, uh, we, we hope to expand uh, our audiobook, audio-based content. So currently we have uh, a wide range of audiobooks. Uh, we are hoping to branch out to podcasts. So currently we are producing our podcast series, uh, which talks spe- specifically on current news, politics, history, and uh, book slash film reviews. So we're launching that next year. So we're excited for that. And then we are currently exploring short stories. Uh, that could be from children books, uh, fables, poems. It could be, uh, um, yeah, it could be poems, fables and all. Uh, that we want to include in our platform as well. And then our long-term goal uh, is to produce a theater-based audio, uh, which would involve a lot of uh, editing, uh, perhaps uh, recording on a stage, uh, stage performance, but all of that instances within an audio format. So, yeah. Cool. Um, We are going to continue our conversation with Adi in footnotes, actually, but you're listening today to Adi Faisal from Nusantara Audiobooks talking about audiobooks, uh, the process of putting them together, why, uh, the value that they can bring to you as a reader. And we're also asking you in general, are you a fan? Are you a convert? Do you generally now consume books through audio? Let us know that number to WhatsApp is 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at buythebook at bfm.my. That brings us to footnotes uh, and Adi has kindly stuck around for our last question actually because of course considering our whole show has been about audiobooks we wanted to ask you Adi what are yep. some recommendations you'd make for people who are looking to get started in listening to audiobooks? Um, yeah sure um, personally if I want if I were to recommend somebody who wants to start listening to audiobooks uh, I would recommend two uh, if you feel that you can start audiobooks with listening to a more heavier content, uh, I would suggest Hikayat Hang Tua, uh, narrated by Wanhan Fisu. I felt, feel that Wanhan Fisu did a perfect job in narrating uh, the book and the voice that it's supposed to bring. And But if you guys want a more laid back, uh, a more uh, easier consumption, I would recommend My Name is Asma, narrated by Disa Suryani. 
So those are my two uh, recommendations. Adi, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You've been listening to Adi Faisal from Nusantara Audiobooks talking about audiobooks, of course, and uh, at the end there making some recommendations. Again, let us know, um, are you an audiobook convert? But also, if you have some favourite titles that you would like to recommend and share, that number to WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. And of course, you can always write to us at buythebook at bfm.my. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.